The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, amigos. What's up? It's Above the Dave. Welcome to episode 32 of the Lot Scene Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the life and the last show of Colonel Bruce Hampton. If you're not familiar, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this incredible, wonderful man. After that, we are going to be getting another exclusive from our house band, Cobalt Blue. They're going to give us their version of the Disco Biscuit song, Spengali. And finally, we are super amped because the leader of the Nitrous Mafia, Morris Mulberry, otherwise known as the God Fatty, is here with Ice Cold Larry, and we're going to be speaking with him. So shred some tasty licks and suck some pasty dicks. It's another episode of The Lotsie. <laughs> And I'm not the most qualified person to speak about Colonel Bruce Hampton, even if I did see him. And to try and sum up his entire life in a matter of minutes feels stupid. But I do need to give you some context because ultimately today I wanted to talk about this guy's death. Can't really do that without talking a little bit about his life. And so I wanted to kind of set some context if you're not familiar. Bruce Hampton is a huge figure in the jam band community and just in rock at large, but definitely a major figure in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, in their music scene. And he's been part of many bands. Uh, Just reading from a list of his bands, I I can already tell you once I read this list of bands that you probably are already going to be on board with this guy if you don't know who he is. Uh, The names of his bands, uh, first and maybe most notably, Hampton Grease Band, which he had in the late 60s and the 70s. And then uh, a few of his other bands include The Late Bronze Age, The Aquarium Rescue Unit, which is a huge super band, The Fiji Mariners, The Code Talkers, The Cork Alliance, Pharaoh Gummit, and Madrid Express. I mean, fuck, right there. It's like, okay, this guy's obviously hilarious. And he is. He's uh, He did comedy over the years as well as doing comedy on stage with his bands and putting humor in a lot of his music. He 
he also for a period too just was doing comedy i think he was in avant-garde type artistic presence and performer to to put it mildly i have a good friend out here in la that grew up essentially got into jam music in the late 80s early 90s he lived in north carolina and was a huge fan of aquarium rescue unit and so i spoke with him recently and just to see if he had any any tales from that time with with bruce and he said something really incredible he said that he did get a chance to meet bruce hampton one night at this club that he would always come to with aquarium rescue unit and the interaction basically was that my friend matt brought backstage and colonel bruce hampton was just sitting there chatting it up with people and he just turns and looks up at my friend matt and says november 9th and then turns away and continues talking to the people in the room november 9th is my friend matt's birthday and so matt just has his jaw dropped to the floor and then that's it that was the interaction uh colonel bruce hampton just knew matt's birthday by looking at him and i said dude that's crazy what, what, what kind of guy is this who does that he goes here's the thing dave he goes he was known for doing that he was just known for looking at you and knowing your birthday so <laughs> you know so yeah again just perspective on the type of person we're talking about here this guy was connected to the universe in some way he was that type of person on and off stage and he you know another thing about him especially we're talking his influence on jam bands in general but really there's the grateful dead and all the stuff that they were doing in the 60s 70s his hampton grease band was i mean he was friends with Pigpen, and he was friends with Dwayne allman and both of them were champions for the Hampton Grease Band in the early years and they, sh you know, trying to get them signed and get them attention. And the Hampton Grease Band did play on huge bills with both of the Allman Brothers and the Grateful Dead. And they did release one album in 1971, Music to Eat. And according to legend, I be and I, I think this is true, this was the second worst selling album in Columbia Records history. <laughs> Uh, with the worst being a yoga record. So worst musical album ever, which is, uh, I think it was only on the shelf for a few weeks. So that's why. It's not like it just sat on the shelf and still is on the shelf. I don't. I think it was pulled pretty fast. And it's just wild. My, my friend played me some of it. It is just wild and honestly pretty awesome. Uh, definitely give it a listen. Music to eat. So again, this is, they get a huge, they finally, they get a major record label offer and they came out with an album that I think was like five songs or something like that and they all the songs are like 15 minutes long and the and Columbia was like give us a radio length song so there's like one I think shorter song on there another key thing about Colonel Bruce Hampton is he also helped start the Horde tour which I mean was huge in the 90s too for helping a lot of bands get out there to a lot of new fans that was a huge thing for him and his band Aquarium Rescue Unit which did feature Oteil Burbridge on bass and Jimmy Herring on guitar. And that group, just like all of his other stuff, you are going to hear a lot of humor in his music that has always been a major part of his identity. And honestly, you know, the, the more I listened to him, 
the more I just heard what probably was the influence for groups like Fish and Ween and these other groups that came out of the 80s. I can't say that both of them were influenced by Colonel Bruce Hampton, but maybe when they became aware of him, he was someone that they might have been a fan of because, you know, Ween and Fish, you know, some people are confused why there are Ween fans who are also Fish fans. And then, uh, but I don't. I think that that makes total sense. I'm I'm a Ween fan and a Fish fan because they're both great uh, at utilizing humor and putting humor into their music in a way that they're both do it very differently, actually. But the way that they both do it, I think, is really beneficial. And honestly, the fan bases that seem to surround themselves with Fish and Ween are both cool fucking people because there is some humor to it. There's some lightness to it with the lyrics and you know no matter what song ween does i think there's always there's always for me a little bit of humor or an honoring in a funny way of a certain song or genre but it's always a ween song and i think fish they can hit so many different genres and they're not always funny but they have been many many times and they also do like way bigger crazier kind of shoot for the moon type gags and but that you know obviously humor in the music and then also no matter what they tackle it's still a fish song both ween and fish are both masterful at that for people who are ween and fish fans i don't know whether you're conscious of it or not but i think that that the idea of humor and music is what connects those two fan bases and why so many of us can bounce back and forth even though some people who are fish fans listen to ween and go like i can't get down with this at all and I totally understand. I really do. I, I, I think Ween's like one of the most unrated bands ever. But I also understand if it's not for people, even fish people. And there's so many Ween people who are not fish people too. But, you know, again, for people where it crosses, I think that's where it is. And I think for those people like me, someone like Colonel Bruce Hampton is another guy that either you're fans of or you should maybe look into if that's your thing ween and fish I, and again i don't know if, if there was any influence of uh, from him to these to those groups but maybe he's just another funny guy doing music but basically this guy existed through the 60s 70s 80s 90s and 2000s and 2010s as a pioneer as a very gifted musician songwriter band leader creative force and beacon of artistry uh, this guy really, he always could get great musicians to play with him and not to skip over a ton of uh, other stuff that he's done. But let's get to what I want to talk about, which is connected to that. He has a huge 70th birthday party. And that event is what I want to talk about a little bit today before we bring out our first guest. Colonel Bruce Hampton's actual birthday is on April 30th. That's when he turned 70. The next day, May 1st, 2017, Colonel Bruce Hampton is now performing a huge benefit show. It's a fundraiser at Fox Theater in Atlanta. And this performance is the last performance of Colonel Bruce Hampton. Dubbed Hampton 70, a celebration of Colonel Bruce Hampton. It was an all-star concert featuring so many people, including widespread Panic members John Bell, Dave Schools, Dwayne Trucks, and Jimmy Herring, Tinsley Ellis, and Peter Buck of R.E.M., steel guitarist Derek Campbell, saxophone player Carl Denson, 
Drew Emmett and Vince Herman of Leftover Salmon, John Fishman of Fish, Warren Haynes, Chuck Lavelle. He had a 13-year-old guitar prodigy named Brandon Niederauer. Uh, probably botched his last name up. Also, Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi were there. John Popper, a blues traveler. Uh, it goes on and on. Billy Bob Thornton was scheduled to appear, but was not in attendance. So this epic show was put together for Colonel Hampton's 70th birthday party at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. A show which I come to read, there's actually this really great article by Jerry Grillo called Bruce Ascending, the Fateful Last Concert of Colonel Bruce Hampton. And uh, there's and there's also some excerpts from his uh, new biography in this, which you can read. So, And in this biography, it turns out that Bruce actually made it clear that he wasn't even really thrilled of, of this idea of Hampton 70. It wasn't his idea. And it was actually out of his control. All week leading up to the show... He told Matthew Wilson, who who might be like the owner of the club or the promoter or something, kept saying, you're going to kill me, sir. So now May 1st, 2017, this is Colonel Bruce Hampton's final show and final day on Earth. And it goes down in the craziest way. I remember when I first heard this story years ago, I thought a movie has to be made about this. I really a movie should be made about Colonel Bruce Hampton, but now that, but after you hear about, or if you're aware of how he dies, it's like, man, it's kind of the most rock and roll thing I've ever heard in my life. It's just the most badass, fucking coolest way to go down. But after kind of like reading a little bit more from this biography, I just wanted to, to give you guys a little more information if you're not familiar about it. And it said here that Bruce might not have been comfortable with all the hoopla, but he warmed to the idea of so many friends showing up to play this gig for no money, just for him. The great mythmaker was humbled. He usually was uncomfortable with compliments and praise, but he accepted both that night with grace, patience, and sincerity. That was unique for him, Matt Wilson said. Usually he'd turn praise into a joke or dismiss it. I remember thinking, wow, he really is enjoying this. Kevin Scott, who shared musical direction duties with Dwayne Trucks, said he'd never seen Bruce so happy. His energetic performance that night put joy in the room. It was pure grease. Butt level consciousness, 11. Zombie squared. He literally left it all on the stage. Um, Bruce only performed six of the 27 songs played that night, spending just 45 minutes of the nearly four-hour show on stage. He left after There Was a Time, one of his tunes, and hung out backstage visiting with some friends and listening to others play his favorite old standards like Trondasa and Time is Free. It says here John Bell did a soulful job on lyrics for both tunes. Bruce then returns to the stage to, per to perform Basically Frightened, one of his hits, one of his best songs, with a lineup that included Johnny Knapp. Johnny surprised everyone with the obvious, an impromptu jazzy version of Happy Birthday when Bruce gave him a solo. It's his birthday, and I was surprised that nobody sang to him yet, so I took the initiative, Johnny said later. He played the tune and pointed up at Bruce, sitting on a stool with a guitar, grinning like a goof. Bruce looked so good that night, his hair was fabulous, he was singing great, and I remember playing Fixin' to Die with him, and he played this amazing solo, said Susan Tedeschi. It just seemed as if everything was going perfectly. 
After fixing to die, space is the place in the 13-minute version of I'm So Glad, everyone left the stage to prepare for the encore and the evening's true zombie moment. Zombie is this thing, uh, by the way, that's like connected to that girl Bruce Hampton refers to as like, it's his like, his gonzo, if you're thinking like Hunter S. Thompson. I think it's like his, his term, I believe, for, for, I don't know, energy or the world at large or the the wavelengths, uh, the uh, uh, state of being, it's, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, without, without misspeaking, it's, it's something that I believe is, is, uh, of Colonel Bruce Hampton's mind and creation. So, so they all come off. It's almost four hours now of this show featuring all these musicians playing just so many tunes, standards, and, you know, doing all of these great Colonel Bruce Hampton songs. If you're not familiar with Fixin' to Die, that's, that's a great, tune as well. I love that one. So uh, now it's encore time. So uh, a woman, actually Brenda Stepp, had an interview with Bruce a few days before this show, and she asked Bruce if he had a favorite song, one that always made him smile. Bruce answered with the song Love Light by Bobby Bland. I started doing it in 1963, he said, and I still do it today. He had always loved Bobby Bland loved covering his songs and and copying his deep throat growl. Derek Trucks has a favorite memory of a time when Bruce, from years earlier, before the Tedeschi Trucks Band, when he was still leading the Derek Trucks Band, we were playing a festival in Pensacola, and Bobby Bland was on the bill. So me and a few of the guys went with the Colonel to see the show, and that was the real highlight of the festival. Just seeing Bruce sit there like a little kid watching his idol. I'll never forget that. Kevin Scott who uh, I mentioned earlier, him and Dwayne Trucks were kind of the music direction. And he decided to change up the set list slightly the night of the show. Uh, I'm So Glad was originally going to be the encore following a, this military ensemble, some zombie stuff. Uh, but I don't know if it's zombie or zombie, zombie stuff. But Kevin decided to make Turn On Your Love Light the evening's final number. And Bruce was totally fine with that. Joe Zambi appeared on stage, and Jeff Mosier recited some of Bruce's lyrics, including Mosier's favorite, personal favorite Bruce song, Farmers Earn Living. Offstage in the wings, Bruce stood near Johnny Knapp, who told him, well, you've got five minutes, then it's all over. Bruce replied, I'll be glad when it's over. Then the mad music on stage transitioned into the last song of the night. Hampton comes back on stage. The stage was crammed with some of the country's best musicians, and 30 instruments were blasting and pounding with spirit. Bruce did his gags, smoking the fake cigarette, checking his wristwatch, and he sang the song. The last words he said were, I've got to go. And then, hey, that was a little more than two minutes into the song Love Light. And then John Popper's harmonica ripped through the atmosphere, dominating a piercing river of notes. The whole audience, everyone in the room, is in an ecstatic mood, said Doug DeLoach. He had been watching Hampton for nearly four decades, and he watched Hampton 70 from one of the best vantage points in the Fox, the front row of the balcony. Doug saw it all. Three minutes into the song, he saw Bruce go down. Watched him do that always funny bow, indicating he's paying tribute to a great musician. Standing downstage right, his back to the audience, Bruce pointed to Taz Niederar, the uh, 
13-year-old prodigy guitar player, and indicated that the young man should step forward and take a solo. Taz, with Warren Haynes on his right and Vince Herman on his left, weaved downstage through two monitors. Bruce faltered, grabbed a mic stand with his left hand while still pointing at Taz with his right. Then he went to his knees, paying tribute, which I guess is a thing he would do. He would, he would kind of fake fall or he would do these fall to the ground and he would pay tribute to musicians. And so I guess he just kept going with the performance as he was actively now having a heart attack. He wrapped his left arm around a monitor and managed to guide himself down to the floor as gently as a dying man could. He settled on the floor between the monitor that he was still clutching with his left arm and Taz's legs to the right. Just before going down, before all the love lights in the living world went out, and all that remained was the sound of unbridled, loving, rhythmic joy. Because hearing, this is from the biography, because hearing is typically the last sense to leave us when we die. Bruce looked at Joey Somerville playing his horn on the platform at upstage right. Derek Trucks thought he saw the look too. Bruce had a smile on his face. So, I don't know how I'm going to go. You don't know how you are going to go, right? That's the crazy thing about this ride. But if we're talking most epic ways to peace out, I mean, for, for a musician, for a guy that was in the game for 50 years and goes out surrounded by all these amazing musicians, all of his friends at his home awesome club on his birthday party during the encore after a four-hour show with all of them on stage jamming together and it's your favorite fucking song and you go down on the fucking encore peace out he did die a few hours later technically at a hospital but still that was it that was the big goodbye are you fucking kidding me that is the sickest way to go ever i'm sorry that's like that is so fucking cool. I, the man lived the insanely cool life that he would never give in to, to anything other than the art and putting a smile on his face and doing what he thought was good and he thought was funny and he thought was real. And he goes down in the coolest, realest way with a fucking smile on his face like, I built this shit and, uh, and now I'm going out just playing my favorite fucking song on my birthday party. What? Every time I think about it, it just makes my head explode. It's the coolest story ever. May we all have a death that sick, but come on now. I did want to just talk about that for hopefully for if you did know about this story, maybe there was some insight here with that excerpts from his biography. Uh, definitely go get his biography as well. It, this I, I should do it. This sounds just incredible. Uh, it just came out, I think, last year. The music and mythocracy of Colonel Bruce Hampton, a basically true biography. Uh, yeah, check that out. Author Jerry Grillo. So if you're looking for a good read, I think... Oh, uh, no. Hey, Marco? Yes, uh, something's coming on the portal. You got the lock on the door? Yes, I, I put the lock on the door. That doesn't look like a very strong lock. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, Marco, that didn't do shit. That fucking janitor door just swung right open. Yeah, we should do that. God, man. Okay, guys, we're getting another visitor from Gamehenge through the portal. Let's just brace ourselves once again for whatever is coming. Please, God, please, God. 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 Please,
think we're I don't think we're home anymore. What do you think, oh, Chan? I don't know. This is kind of weird for me. No. We should go back. Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah, man. Right. What's up, guys? Oh, hey, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Hi. Ladies Hi. and gentlemen, I'm happy to report that we are graced with the presence of a whole bunch of lizards. Yeah. On behalf of all my staff, pleasure to meet you guys. I've heard a lot about you. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Hey, whoa, what's this over here? Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't touch that. That's, oh, what's this? yeah, this is, this is a chair right here. That's a, that's a microphone. Yeah, it's a mic. Oh, that's cool. I'm gonna eat it. No. I'm, I'm gonna eat it. No, 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 no. You don't eat that. You don't eat that. That, 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 that would not go well for you. Okay, I'm gonna eat this. Nope, that's that's a pot. Dude, you don't want to eat the plant pot. The pot plant. No, no, that that would eat, that would be sick. But no, it's just a. It's actually a fake plant. So you definitely don't want to eat that. Yeah, dude, that's a that's a window. So yeah, you, you should probably close that. What happens if I jump? Oh my God, dude! Oh, he just jumped out the window. Guys, no, 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 no! Close, Marco, close that window. Guys, 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 you're gonna that's gonna, you're gonna kill yourselves. What's this over here? Dude, don't put your finger in that outlet. Why not? That sounds like. <laughs> Oh my god, guys, what is happening right now? Can... I just dropped it to the ground. I don't, think he's a... I don't think he's alive. Guys, 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 just calm down for a second, alright? Every... Stop stop touching stuff, alright? You're you're gonna get yourself killed. Alright. Just trust me on this one, alright guys? We trust you, man. Yeah, we trust you. I don't know you, but I trust you. You seem like a good guy, you seem like a good dude. Yeah, I I am. I'm trying to help you guys out. You're not in Game Henge anymore. What? Just in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. So the portal in Game Henge I'm hearing is is uh, in a woman's bathroom. Yeah, sure was. I can't really tell, but you guys don't seem like women, though. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, some of us are. Some of us are. Oh, yeah, okay. I am too. Uh huh. Okay. Me, I am. Oh, all right. Okay, so but all you guys were in a woman's bathroom, just hanging out. We actually just escaped Evil Wilson's rule, and we were on the run, and now we're. I don't know where we are. Yeah, where are we? We're not a game edge anymore? Well, you guys stepped through a door that... Well, let me think. I mean, if it was... I stepped, it would be a man who stepped into yesterday. So, I guess you guys are stepping into tomorrow. It's tomorrow? Well, I mean, like... I mean, actually, it's, it's probably m more than that. Like, you stepped into the future. And now you are in a different land, in a different time. Dude, you know what's crazy is this thing. Dude, do not put your finger in that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys, don't put your fingers in the outlet. That's a fucking terrible idea. Can you explain this to me again? Yeah, I'm not really following. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, okay, guys. Well, um, you're so you're the lizards, right? And you currently are under Eva Wilson's rule, right? Yeah, I heard. That's rough, guys. I'm so sorry that he's doing that to your to your wonderful land. Yeah, it really sucks. What's your What's your name? Well, oh yeah, uh, my name is Above the Dave. Above the Dave? 
above the Dave. Hey guys, what's up? Hey Bun Dave. What? Can we stay here with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 we should do that. Well, I, I can't, you know, I don't want to send you guys back in there if you're going to be pressed. That's just not how we do things here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, you here you're free. You could just walk out that door and you'd be free and never have to worry about Evil Wilson ever again. Whoa, you hear that, everybody? A button Dave, he's like our savior. Oh, hell, a button Dave. Oh, hell, a button Dave. Hey, wait. Remember that guy that visited us from the future? Intro guy Steve. Yeah, he went to Gamehenge. Yeah, oh, we love intro guy Steve. He told us all about this guy. Who was from the future. Hey, wait, his name kind of sounded like yours. Yeah, his name was a Buffet Dave. Yeah, guys, that's me. Holy shit, he's a Buffet Dave. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm starting to figure it out. Guys, what's this over here? Oh, dude, what? So, Buffet, yeah, we heard so much about you. Man, you sound awesome. You're like... He was talking you up like, we worship this guy, he's our new king. Oh, guys, come on now. That's, that's, that's not necessary. I do appreciate it, though. I, you know, if you guys listen to podcasts, then I really could use some more listeners. So, and, you know, you can listen to that. That'd be all the support I need. What's he talking about? I, yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what a is. Broadcast. Um, yeah, I've never heard of that. Maybe we're casting a rod? Is that sexual? No, I don't know. What are you even talking about? No, no, a podcast. You know what? Let's not even go there. It's We live in two different worlds. But now you're in this world. And you can live in this world, lizards. Of course, you can. And and I want you to know that it's a very different place than Gamehenge, from what I'm assuming. Well, I mean, as long as it has multi-beast, I think we can probably find our way around. Yeah, no, there's no multi-beast here. We do have horses, and we do have camels, but we don't have any horse, horse camels. Uh, again, I don't know what he's talking about. Leave out that door right now, then we would be in a free world that would be away from Gamehenge, but we could just do whatever we want. Yeah, I mean, more or less, you know, uh, as long as it's legal. Wow, you really are going to free us. It's like the intro guy Steve said. It's like what that Steve guy said. He said above the Dave was going to free us all. He, he told you that? That's what he told us. I don't really know if I can do that, but... Yeah, and the great Nicholas Nicholas has got my name in his mouth? Fuck, dude. That's pretty, that's pretty serious. That's yeah, what he said. Pretty big deal. I think this is what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think I'm being freed right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. I like this guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, we're good friends. Yeah, we went to college together. What? No, you just met him. Oh, okay, yeah, this guy, yeah, yeah. I love him. He's the best. We dated for a while. What? Nothing. Uh, are we in game edge? What? Dude, we already went over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not? No, we're in a different world. You are in the future. It's totally different land here, but guys, you don't have to go back through that portal. You are welcome here. I am happy to help you in any way I can. Just show us where we can go and be free, away from Evil Wilson's rule. Well, like I said, just just out the door, and you can go do whatever you guys want. Ah, you heard him, everybody. But the dude's freeing us. Let's go. Come on, we are going straight out this door. Guys, no, that's the window. Oh, guys, Marco, I thought cousin. Guys, no, that's the window. It's not a door. What? What? What do you mean? What? What? Guys, no, that's that's 
when I point, I, the door's here. That's there's a stairs, and we can go outside. If you go, that we're on the fourth floor, so that's gonna that's gonna hurt if you drop out of that window. Oh, that is so. So we gonna go this. This is the door. We gonna go through this. Yeah, way. this is the door here. We gonna go through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This way, this way. Yeah, that way, guys. Well, thanks so much, Brother Dave. Awesome, man. Bye. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, lizards. Uh, best of luck in our world. Come back to the podcast, please. We're happy to help you assimilate to this world. Yeah, we think we got it. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I think we got it. Door, window, you know, it's all coming together now. Love you, dude. Really good seeing you, buddy. Thank you so much for freeing us. All right. Holy shit. That's crazy. Okay. Well, give it up for the lizards, everybody. Doing stuff smart people don't do. Well, next, we have a exclusive new performance from our house band, Cobalt Blue, the British punk disco biscuits cover band. Today, they are covering the wonderful song, Svengali. They're going to put their own punk twist on it. So let's give it a listen. Everybody, it's Cobalt Blue performing Svengali. Wonderful stuff. Thank you. Give it up for Cobalt Blue. Really nice there. All right, everyone. We are going to bring out our big guest of the day. After a few talks back and forth, his people, my people, we arranged to bring in the head of the Nitrous Mafia, the leader, the God Fatty, is here with us. And he's being, and we're going to bring him out here with Ice Cold Larry. And we're going to speak to the Don. So let's get right to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Morris Mulberry. 
Hey, what's going on above the Dave? What's going on, everybody? Whoa, hey, oh, what's going on over here? Make some room, make some room. We got an extra chair here for the for the guy Fatty over here. Yes, of course. Here, let's. This is seat right here for you, Larry, and a seat here for Mr. Mulberry. Please call me the God Fatty. Oh, the God Fatty. Yes, please. Thank you for coming here onto the Lot Scene Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, and first off, I just want to say about the day. Thank you so much for having us here. I just want to thank your team here for honoring all of the craft services that we did ask for in the green room. Oh, good. I know you guys sent a list of some stuff you wanted in the back in the green room to eat and to drink. And so they got all that stuff covered. You guys are good. Oh, yeah, it was great. Everything we needed. Yeah, we even had the pickles with we love. with The God Fatty loves his pickles. And he said, you know, we ha- we wanted pickles, but no dills. That's right. No dills. No, I said we said pickles, no dills. And it was and it was perfect. You had the pickles, no dills. Oh, I don't do dills. That's right. He doesn't do dills. We do really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, God Fatty, for coming here today. So I have to ask, God Fatty, how did you become the leader of the Nitrous Mafia? When I was a young man, I decided I wanted to become a dentist. My father was part of the Mafia. So when I graduated medical school and started my own practice in Philly, my father was so proud and deeply in debt to the mob. So he started paying all the mobsters off by having them come get free dental work from me. I was doing everybody's teeth back then. Oh yeah? Oh yeah, you name it. Tony D. Licker, Frankie Wowzers, Sandy the Jew, Crazy Lou, Tiny Sal. Oh, it was Tiny Sal, like, like really large or something? No, he was quite tiny. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was the dentist of the mafia. Soon, I was even doing surgeries outside of my field of expertise in moments when they couldn't bring their guy to the hospital because he was in the mob. Exactly. And when I did my surgeries, I always would use nitrous on all of my patients. Always got the job done. Uh, okay. Anyway. <coughs> 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 you good? <coughs> <coughs> yes. One night, the Godfather himself came in injured and needed immediate surgery. He got hit in the face with a gun, and I needed to patch him up and replace some teeth and whatnot. So I gave him the nitrous, and when he was done, he came to and said he didn't feel a thing. I said, that's nitrous. He said, can you get any more of this stuff? I said, as much as I want. He said, we should sell tanks of nitrous to kids to get high. I said, but what group of morons would huff balloons filled with nitrous to get a cheap, dizzy high? The year was 1973. The Godfather himself looked at me and said, Someday you will be a king, sitting on a throne, overlooking vast wealth and success. But more importantly, respect, power, and the fear of all who serve or oppose.
Oh, yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> I love this story, baby. I love it. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, man. That's, that's some heavy shit, dog. Yes. I said, but Godfather, I'm just, I'm just a dentist. He said, those days are gone. Would you like to be a made man? Of course, getting made was better than getting my dental degree. But now my problem was I needed a group of drug addicted young people who also had money to blow. Did someone say blow? Okay, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Unless, unless you I walked outside that next day. I took a walk down at Penn's Landing and smelled some grass being smoked. So I followed it and some kids were hanging by their truck playing some rock and roll. I said, kids, what's that music? One said, it's the Grateful Dead. They're playing here tonight. You should check it out. So I went to my office and picked up a tank of nitrous. And after the show, I sold nitrous out of the back of my car to some concert goers. Then I did it again and again. I followed the Grateful Dead on tour. You did Dead Tour? Of course. Most of the 70s and 80s, I worked a team of anywhere from 2 to 200 guys. And some gals running balloons at shows everywhere from Maine to Florida, over to California, up to Washington and back. Holy shit, that's how you built your empire. If you bought a balloon between 1973 and last night, there's a 99.8% chance you got it from me. Damn, now look at you, man, running the whole operation. That's right. So where do you live? Where else? New Jersey. Yeah, that checks out. I also spend a few months in the mother country every year. Africa? What? No, no, Italy. My mother is there. Oh, yeah, 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 Italy, of course. She makes the best fatiolas in all of Italy. Fatiolas. I'm not a big foodie. My mother, she makes all of her ice cold fatties by hand. The balloons are hand rolled with the finest Italian pasta and served with Italian medical grade nitrous. The best in the world. No one makes a fatiolas like me, mamma mia. So, I didn't even know you were Italian. I just, like, Morris isn't really the most Italian name. You know what I mean? Well, my birth name is Mauricio Giovanni Capodanna Mulberry. But everyone calls me the boss, the god fatty, or Don 2 Oh, Don 2 I see what you did there. <coughs> <coughs> uh, you good? Yes. Well, that's my story of how I became a king, sitting on a throne, with everyone who serves me or opposes me, fearing me. That's wild, man. Thank you so much for coming here. Yes, well, I must be going soon. Anything else you wanna ask me? Um, sure, I mean, so, I mean, are you, are you nervous about getting busted? Should I be? 
oh no 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 just i'm just saying you know you, you live a dangerous life you know that's all that's all i'm saying man of course but i'm invincible come on <laughs> yeah you know no one is invincible oh my son i am here take this gun uh no 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 god fatty i can't do that no do it take this gun oh okay okay all right fine uh, now point it at my head yeah definitely not gonna do that yes you will or i'll have larry here kill you yeah you know what i won't be doing that above the dick good question okay okay sure here we go fucking just pointing the gun at the dawn two o's face okay so here we are gun pointed at my head i've had many guns pointed at my head over the years and i've never been shot you know why why He's gone. Flair <laughs> oh yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's how that's the confetti right there. That's how we that's how we does it, baby. He just dips like that. Oh my god, that was incredible. My heart is racing. Jesus. Oh my god. But the David, I'm gonna I'm gonna need that gun, okay? Whoo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Take this, take this. Okay, yeah, yeah, get and you just stop waving that around. Yeah, yeah, good call. Oh my god. Dude, and he's just gone. That's it, huh? That's it. Yeah, he. That's it. He dipped. He's he's invincible, baby. Yeah, yeah. He you can't kill the Godfatty, okay? Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that was him, man. So, you know, he never does press, like I said. So that's that's the best I could do for you, fellas. Oh, dude, no, that was that was really cool. Whew, man, that was a little scary there, though. Oh shit, I've never like held held a gun. No, no, I've like held a gun. <clears throat> Like a, like a, like a, at a, at a shooting range or something? Yeah, yeah, at a shooting range. Yeah, okay. You know, you know it can really calm the nerves. Ice cold fatty. You know it, baby. The freshest right here. Who wants some ice cold fatties? One for ten, three for twenty, baby. Who wants them? I'm going to need three to, to ten balloons. Oh, okay. That's going to cost you, baby, though, but let's do it. If it ain't for Larry, then you know that shit's scary, baby. Come on. Let's do it. Ice cold, baby. Ice cold. It looks like uh, that's going to be it from the God Fatty. So we're just going to get into some of these balloons here. I need to chill the nerves a bit. That was a lot. I do want to thank all of my guests today. First and foremost, all of the lizards who popped by through the portal and are now running free on the streets of Los Angeles. I would say that's going to raise some eyebrows, but it is Los Angeles. So very doubtful. I want to thank our house band Cobalt Blue for that wonderful performance of the song Spangali. And lastly, huge thanks to Ice Cold Larry and Morris Mulberry, otherwise known as the God Fatty, for coming in to the studio today. Next week, I'm going to be talking a bit about the 2019 Disco Biscuits. I wanted to kind of jump to some more recent stuff instead of always talking about some old stuff. And I wanted to get into just the musical force that was the late... 2019 biscuits really pre-pandemic biscuits and kind of what the pandemic did to this band after that we're going to speak with sally the jam band groupie she's back 
and we're always excited to talk to her. We do get a pop-in performance of Drums Into Space by Bill Kreitzman and Mickey Hart. And lastly, we're going to speak with one of the baddest motherfuckers in rock and roll, in my opinion, one of the coolest fucking dudes, Mr. Dean Ween of the band Ween. We'll be here next week. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the podcast. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at The Lot Scene Podcast. You can always reach me there as well. It's always a pleasure. I've been your host, Above the Dave. So I'll see you next week on another episode of The Lot Scene.